and we are back, boys. Week eleven. Week eleven. Wow. We're in the in the double studio. Double hockey sticks. Double H E double hockey sticks. <laughs> um, week eleven, boys. Uh, I mean, we're we're getting in the heat of the playoff race. Every game now, every every big game is of uh, the largest importance as as teams are fighting over you know conference championship placement, uh, playoff rankings. The playoff race is starting to heat up a bit, and uh, we got another Connor Stallions update. Do we? Yeah, Connor Stallions, the 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 greatest coach that ever lived. Um, he's the Bear Bryant of of sign stealing. Um, have you guys been paying attention to all of these uh, the like the storylines surrounding him the last couple of days? Because I mean, the, the newest one that came out, and again, uh, you know, we can debate all day. I'm a Homer, Michigan Homer, about the cheating and what the effect had on the field. The more that comes out about this guy, I feel like it it only helps. Michigan's argument for saying this guy might have just gone lone wolf and been a psychopath. Right. I'm not saying that's. I'm not saying that's but what I believe. You're a Michigan fan, so it's a little tilted coming from sure. you. But let let me say something. I also am starting to kind of believe some of this. Mm. And wow, look at this. It's because what you hear, the more these interviews come out, and the more the information comes out, is people from within the building were saying, yes, he totally knew what he was doing. Yes, we knew he got signs, but he himself didn't want anyone to really know. And when you think about it, because that's what I like to do, right? I like to be practical, put ourselves in in their shoes. It's like that kind of actually does make sense that he didn't want them to know what he was doing. He didn't want them to know the lengths he was going to do this. We know it's a little sideways with his manifesto and all that stuff. So this does kind of add up to where... Yeah, every team does this. Every team tries to get signs. Michigan was better at it. Someone, and I love that Dan Patrick asked uh, on, he, you know, I'm going to have to find out who it was. I'll let you know before the end of the show. It was a New York Times reporter uh, who was kind of covering this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he asked, you know, who started this? Where did this come from? Because in the initial article that was posted, I think it was the Washington Post, New York Times, I'm not sure who it was, it quoted a law firm. It cited a law firm but not a specific law firm. It just said a law firm right. hired a private investigator to start doing this. So it's like, who started this? I want to know that. There that were there so were rumors that it was uh, linked to Ryan Day, and then the NCAA Blake came out and said, we haven't found any evidence to prove that, so it sounds like that's not true. As much as I would have loved to have the story have been <laughs> Ryan Day was being a crybaby, it sounds like that's that not the case. Quite disappointing. Um, a lot of Michigan people think it's this one region we talked about that, uh, th- this like high-ranking guy in Ann Arbor, um, but the story that I'm talking about that is hilarious. So the Wall Street Journal. Now, admittedly, I only saw screen grabs because I'm not. I don't pay for the Wall Street Journal, and I, there's nothing worse than when you click on a link to a story you want to see, and it's like you got to pay this much to read past hey, the first that paragraph. That drives me crazy. So, but people were posting screen grabs from the story, and it's about Connor Stallions. And <clears throat> first of all, I want to say. Uh, Guy was so devoted to Michigan. Like, he he truly was a super fan. That's how he got involved with the program. Yeah. He was just like a crazy fan that wanted to end up. He, he set a goal for himself in, when he was 16, apparently, and said, I'm going to be the head coach of Michigan one day. And that was part of, like, this manifesto, how he's going to take over the program. But the hilarious part of this story is that apparently he was sued by – he owned a house in Ann Arbor, and he was sued by the HOA, the neighborhood HOA, for running a business out of his uh, out of his house, and there's a picture of his porch, and it's covered like the the porch has like a hundred vacuums on it. 
<laughs> and so what he was doing, what he was doing was running a vacuum refurbishing business out of his house, which, by nice. the way, uh, his, like, Amazon ratings were, like, horrible because apparently oh. he wouldn't refurbish these things at all. <laughs> he would just buy, like, get used vacuums and then sell them on Amazon, and they would, like, people, the rate, the, the uh, <laughs> Amazon ratings for this guy's, like, business or eBay or whatever were, like, yeah, this thing was, like, covered in filth, and there was hair in the thing, and, and like, uh, hor- they, were, they were getting bad uh, ratings. So this guy was, like, scamming people, first of all. He was, like, selling shitty old used vacuums for money. Well, um, yeah, the whole thing seems, again, like he was a weird guy, he's bad guy. He's a really guy. weird guy, dude. And, <laughs> and people think he's, like, this elaborate, you know, oh, this is the most elaborate scheme of all oh, time. And, look, and uh, can, can I tell you something, yeah. Will? What's going to happen is this is going to be the biggest story when it comes out, okay? And everyone's going to talk about it, and everyone's going to be so anti-Harbaugh, so anti-Michigan. That's where we are right now. And it's going to be... A wave and it's gonna pass, and everyone's gonna forget about it. And the next story's gonna come across. I don't know. It's not, dude. Trust I think they're me, gonna man. get the cheater label, and everyone in college football is gonna hate them forever. That's my guess. If they win this year, maybe. Which like, they might. Like, yeah. it, and and again, now the the drama is between Michigan and the Big Ten because we already know the NCAA takes forever to finish any investigation. We're not gonna see anything from that for who knows how long, right? But now the Big Ten is under so much pressure from the other schools. It's not like waiting for the leaves to change. No. Oh, no. we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Yeah, you guys don't get that yet, <laughs> but you will because of time traveling. Um, the foliage. Um, yeah, all the all the other Big Ten schools, they all cried to Tony Petiti, the Big Ten commissioner, like, oh, you have to suspend Harbaugh now, ban them from the Big Ten championship game. Like, you have to do something, even though the investigation is not done yet. And... Uh, and so they notified the Big Ten notified Michigan that you know they there could be punishment. Michigan just today gave their formal response to the Big Ten, which is like they lawyered up. They lawyered up with like one of the most expensive law firms in D.C. apparently. And so the, what's going to happen is if the Big Ten, which would happen likely tomorrow, we're recording on Wednesday, likely tomorrow if the Big Ten hands down a punishment under their like uh, their fairness rule or whatever. Um, you know, they likely would try to suspend Harbaugh and Michigan's going to sue for an injunction. They'll probably get it. And Harbaugh will probably still coach out the rest of, uh, of the season would be my guess as to how that shakes out, but it's getting messy. And by the way, now Michigan's starting to leak stuff of their own. So did you guys see the Dude, thing about the, yeah. the sign stealing thing that Purdue and Ohio state and Rutgers, and, and Rutgers had all there, there was staff members on that, on those teams that teamed up and basically were, were doing something very similar to what Michigan is doing. No, they weren't sending guys to videotape sidelines. But what happened last year is after Michigan played Ohio State uh, in their game at the end of the year, Ohio State, their sign-stealing guys, uh, you know, were able to decipher some of Michigan's signals, and they gave them to Purdue ahead of the Big Ten championship game. So, like, I get that maybe there's no rule against that. We don't know that yet, by the way, if there's no rule against that. The rule is about sending guys to games in advance to filming it, but tell me how effectively that's any different. No, I get it, and that's my point here is everyone's doing it, and everyone knows how rampant this is in college football. All these coaches are trying to get an edge. Just because Michigan did it better, some people had sour grapes, and they got pissed <laughs> off and did this. Right. Yeah. Seriously, that's what happened here. Yeah. Like, and, and I think the future of sign stealing is going to change because we talked about headsets and things like that, but... 
this proves, this reminds me of politics, where you see politicians making millions in stock trading, and right. any time anyone brings it up, they're like, shh, 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 shut the fuck, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. It's because they're all doing it. Right. So it's like the one person who, so what's happening here is Michigan gets ratted out, and they're going, oh, okay, you're all doing the same stuff. Right. And if Michigan had access to this, they kind of knew what was going on. So, uh, look, Michigan's being painted in a bad light. I have more and more empathy for them, and we'll see what happens here. But that's my opinion. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we can move on. But I, I do think tomorrow, again, for most people that are listening to this, you're probably not listening on Wednesday night. This may be happening today or it happened you know, yesterday, depending on when you're listening. I think tomorrow the Big Ten will probably levy some sort of punishment levy. against Michigan. I like that word, levy. That's right. It's a nice yep. word. They're going to do it, and uh, and then we'll see. What, and then it's going to go to the courts. It's going to be messy. Mm. I mean, like, how crazy is that that like one of the biggest, if not like the first or second biggest school for the Big Ten is about to be suing the Big Ten most likely. Well, or it's not. a mess. Or the or the or Petiti, a Petiti Petari. <laughs> I think Petiti is going to come out and maybe say we're going to wait. We'll give it due process. Mm. He, there's, it's entirely possible. It's that true. could be the outcome. As petulant as the coaches may have been on that conference call, right? So, um, yeah. Uh, there you go, Michigan. Um, now, by the way. Uh, we have a great show today. We got some amazing extracurriculars coming up yes, after do. the games. We got a, a food taste test that the, the tower put on. We did pump it or dump it, which was hilarious. Well, because for pump it or dump it, ask yourself what you would say to yourself three years ago. Mm. And yeah. we play that out in real time here yeah. on the show. Tower loves digging up hilarious clips of <laughs> shit that we said. And so that's what's coming up after the show. And, of course, we're breaking down games. We have, what, eight games here or nine games to break down, We Tyler? got some games, yes. Incredible. Yes. How, how many plays do you have? Um, because we need a bet board. I've got several, so stay tuned. We need a bet board bad. Yeah, uh, we need we need you, a triple you, B. We need. Oh, uh, was that you can't do that? That's, that's trademarked from uh, what's that guy's name? Big Baller Brand. Uh, I'll let him uh, go ahead and you take can't. You can't triple B this well, one. Lavar Ball. Lavar. We'll guy, have to quadruple no B. Let's add a B anymore. <laughs> triple B. The the Big Baller. No quadruple uh, B. We'll add one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, so we'll call it bet board best bets. That's what we call there it. Go. So incredible. Bet board bets at our best. Okay. Um, now, before we get into those, Tyler, should we give a shout-out to uh, Skillshare? Let's do it, Will. Skillshare is a website you can learn just about anything you want. Take classes and really anything from cooking to self-help to mathematics and do it at your own pace. Now, they offer subscriptions for monthly or yearly, but here's what I'd do. Use promo code TAILGATE and you'll get 30% off your first year. And that's going to add up. It's, it's the same either way. It's 14 a month or it's 14 a month up front per year. So save 30%. It's usually 168. Uh, it's going to be 101 with the promo code. That's a huge discount, right? So it's yeah. only 101 for an entire year. Take classes at your pace for really whatever you want. And once you, once you start doing this, because I signed up, it's so cool. I, I always mention cooking because I used it for cooking. I mentioned math because I use it for math. Like there's self-help classes. There's, there's cleaning stuff like for around the house, like Anything that you need, it's so cool to take these classes in Skillshare.com. So start learning more, expanding your hobbies and skills online at Skillshare.com. Promo code TAILGATE for that 30% off your first year. Expanding hobbies. Do you, have you guys expanded hobbies anytime Dude, soon? Do you have a new honestly, hobby? That's one of my favorite things to do is expand hobbies. Now, uh, uh, What's your newest hobby? Card collecting. Oh, right. Actually, yeah, I haven't even looked at this thing. Yeah, look at those while I talk about this. So uh, they're, they're, a lot of those are Panini cards, but some aren't. Panini so, cards? Uh, yeah, it's just like the brand. But um, I like... Sandwich? Also a delicious sandwich. 
this is like are an college old, football, like yeah, trading cards. College football. I have a few NFL and a few NHL too, Bichon, but the Bichon. NHL ones are boring. But the 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 college football ones are awesome, and so I've been collecting them Ooh, because Barry Sanders. It's like an old days. school thing to where card collecting in like the seventies and eighties was really something you could make money on, and collectibles were a big deal. And I feel like it's coming back. It is. These things are really making a comeback, and so I have all kinds of really cool cards. Well, the most the the most valuable one I have in there. Is it's uh, one a of the autographed ones? It's one of the core. It's I think it's a Joe Montana one. Joe Montana? Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's a couple. Uh, may, maybe I'm confused because there's a couple of. I'll there's be a Barry stealing Sanders. Stealing any Michigan one that I find. In oh, there. there's a uh, there's some good ones in there. But anyway, uh, that's a hobby I picked up. I love picking up new hobbies. What about you guys? It's like it's something I really enjoyed it. What, what do you Smitty, guys like? Do you hobbies? have any new hobbies? Like, like, no new like, hobbies, man. No picking hobbies? stuff up. No. I I try to pick stuff up. I you know um. I don't know that I would call it like a hobby, but I have a new interest. What's that? Um, and you guys are going to make fun of me for this, I, I imagine. But um, like watch collecting, and uh, again, sure. I'm not like a big okay. fancy boy. I'm not. I'm not getting a Rolex or anything stupid like that. But that my a buddy of mine got me into it, and the more you like learn about it, there's lots of like really interesting different styles of watches now. I keep in mind I'm wearing a twenty dollar Casio digital sure. watch on my wrist right now, <laughs> so I'm not like a big fancy guy about it, but. Uh, for whatever reason, like I've been that. getting into that. Into there's, there's a lot of different stuff in there. You like so. those cards, though? I do. I'm, I, I still go. haven't. There's no Michigan one in here, so now I've you've lost my interest. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, they're very cool. Uh, okay, best bets. Uh, yeah, let's get to it. First off, the Patreon members. Uh, if you do follow our Patreon account, you're going to see some. You big, should. You're going to see some bigger than normal changes on the power ratings this week. Weeks five, ten, and then again during bowl season, I do like this complete reset with a fresh sweep, a fresh set of numbers. I like wash over everything with precision, and it needs it. This is a good thing. Every model needs something like this, so you'll see bigger than normal changes this week in my power ratings. If you want access to those, check out our Patreon, College Football Tailgate. It's only five bucks a month, and you'll get my top 50 power ratings where you can make your own lines. So had to put that out there. Some big changes this week. So. Yeah, join the Patreon. Yeah. Help out the show. All right, so we start off with our Friday Night Football. Uh, yeah, this is Friday the night biggest lights. matchup of the weekend, Tyler. Go ahead. Wyoming at UNLV. Get your popcorn ready. <laughs> Good loud. Uh, UNLV, five-and-a-half-point favorites at home, and that is my pick here. We're taking the Rebs. Wow, the Rebs. Yes. Now, here's a little Do fun fact they play fact near the you. Sphere? Have you seen the Sphere? I have seen the Sphere. The Sphere looks and electric. It, yeah, I really want to go see something at the Sphere. Yeah, it is electric, so be careful. You can shock yourself <laughs> if you get too close. Hey uh, UNLV, I'm taking them five-and-a-half. Now, a little fun fact here, a little nifty-gifty fun fact. Ooh, UNLV is my single most upgraded team this season. I currently have them 71st, and they started off 107th. That's wow. like a that's like a 7-8 point upgrade. That's huge. And maybe even like 9. Do they that's play at Allegiant, upgrade. by the way? They play the at the I think they play where the Raiders play, right? Is that Allegiant Stadium? Am I right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's where the Raiders play. Uh but anyway, they're my single most upgraded team. Um the power rankings that I have have got UNLV about minus six. So it's a pretty important half point. So this is a power ratings play, along with the fact that I like the matchup. UNLV ranks 20th in yards per game. What's that, Ryan? They do play at Allegiant Stadium. Kikawa. Interesting. See, I would have thought that would be elsewhere based on my rating, but that's why you got a computer here, folks. I love that stuff. Uh, Allegiant, I'd love to go to a UNLV game. Yeah. That'd be old. Fun. We should. Yeah, we should. We, we just talked about to going Vegas. to Vegas. We go to Austin the Sphere. We go to Allegiant. Uh, UNLV. The Rebs. Uh, did you guys know UNLV ranked twentieth in rushing yards per game? They're a very good wow, rushing wow. team, and they've got uh, five players who have carried the ball at least forty times. So, 
their top three backs get it the most. They've combined for exactly 250 carries for just under 1,300 yards. So very good, efficient running team. And uh, uh, Wyoming ranks 97th in rushing yards uh, per game allowed at 174. Oh, wow. So yeah, I think I think it's good. you don't think about that for Wyoming. They're usually hard nosed. Right good front seven but not this year's team so my question is can Wyoming keep up when they get the ball I don't think so they're 95th overall FEI offense 120th in yards per game so not a good matchup I think for Wyoming uh they're also a different team on the road they're 6-0 and overall at home they're 0-3 on the road that's no coincidence so I do have to put this out there big important note UNLV is 8-1 and ATS against the spread okay so you have to ask yourself at what point do you start selling your stock right I don't think it's this game. And I say that because one important point, we're dealing with dead numbers. Five and a half moving from four or whatever it started at doesn't matter because right. we're dealing with fives and five and a halves. If this moved from six to seven and a half or whatever, that'd be a very, very different uh, deal, even if UNLV had the value, right? So we're looking at this differently because five and a half to me is a moot number. Now, when we get to six, this all changes. But five and a half, I love UNLV. And look, it's six. It's still kind of a play because you push instead of the win. Right. But it's a good number here. So uh, we'll take it. The Rebs at home. I'm kind five of and a half. surprised to hear that they're eight and one against the spread mostly. And and again, I was thinking this question even before you said that number. Like I would almost be hesitant to bet on a UNLV, UNLV team because my head starts to go. All the sports books in the desert probably have all the inside knowledge on that. And and so like it could be like the sharpest number of all. Does, is that not, not something you would factor into it? So that actually makes a lot of sense, but not anymore. That was the case even as far as five years ago, right? When there were a lot more teams in Vegas, and when integrity websites started popping up. So or not websites, I should say, but companies started popping up. And these integrity companies really keep a good hold of where strong numbers are, weak numbers are. And what I see is there's no more information on the UNLVs or the teams in Vegas or even the the Vegas uh, Raiders than there are on other teams. And the reason is social media information is so public. It's so in our face. There's no info. Inside info really doesn't exist anymore Mm. because it's such a competitive field for reporting that any little Twitter reporter, any... Anything gets leaked out there, it's on social media to, right. for all of us to see. Good point. So there is no inside info. So that used to be true, but these days, the Vegas lines to me are no more than the Pac-12 lines or any other lines. So, okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah. So UNLV minus five and a half, we're riding with it. Yes. Now, next, I assume we're going straight to Michigan-Penn State from yeah, huge well, game we're, to huge we're game. Going cr- yeah, huge okay. game to huge game. But I need more water, and I'm going to get one slice of cheese. Because we will Which talk one? cheese later. Which I'm going to get some Wisconsin. Would you guys like a slice? I'm good. I'm okay. Well, okay. I'm okay. But we will you. talk cheese you, later you on You get your water. I'll give. Uh, I'll, I'll slowly, because I want you to hear a lot of my breakdown for Michigan-Penn State. He's running. He's running to get cheese, folks. How, <laughs> how hilarious. We just made him run. Only here, Smitty. Uh, Michigan at Penn State. This line currently four and a half. Michigan a four and a half point road favorite here at Penn State. Um, now I believe they were like six point favorites even a week ago. So a lot of money has come in to to bring this number down to four and a half. But to Tyler's point there, um, that's kind of more of like a dead number if it's moving in that direction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, between four and six. Um, I I definitely think that Michigan is the better team, right? However. Like they, this is for sure their biggest test of the season so far, which is crazy. It's week eleven. Their schedule's been super weak, um, and now they have to go on the road 
at Penn State, which is just a tough place for anyone to win, right? Uh, at Penn, that that's a very legit home field advantage for Penn State. Now, luckily, it's not a night game like whiteout game. Um, it's the earlier day game. But I'm back. He's back. He's got cheese. He's got water. He's feeling good. Um, look at how happy he is. He's so happy with some cheese. Um, I'm very happy. <laughs> um, I, I it definitely worries me again that we haven't seen Michigan had to play against a defense like this yet so far, right? Um, Michigan or Penn State's offense does not scare me. Like yeah. I, I, I think if anything, this will be a close game, and you know, and somewhat like if Penn State's going to win, they're going to win very close. I could see Michigan winning close, or I could also see Michigan blowing them out. Like that's the honest truth. I think that, I think that the weird factor that goes into this is that oddly enough, this whole story with Michigan and the sign stealing, yeah, it's a distraction. So maybe you have to count that in for the players. I think more so though, like what they what this has given Jim Harbaugh is a golden ticket, which is now he has the easiest way to motivate his players, which is. Everyone thinks the only reason why you guys are good is because you're stealing signs. Like, they're doubting your guys' ability right now. That's such an easy card to play to motivate uh, his players to work hard, to practice, uh, to train, and, and prepare for this game. Um, it's ultimately, like, this Michigan offense is different, too, by the way, than what we've seen over the last couple of years. Like, they're actually not that great of a running team right now this this year that I've seen so far. But it hasn't mattered because the passing game with J.J. McCarthy – has been incredible. Like he's his yeah, third down sure. numbers are absurd. On third and long, he is he's like ninety percent accurate, and they convert on and they've converted on like all but two of third and long plays so far this year. And so the real question for me is going to come down to how does Penn State's secondary hold up to Michigan's offense? And so I think that that Michigan's going to have enough big plays dialed up. And the truth is that like their offense is diverse enough, and they're going to call really you know interesting style of plays and I just don't ex- I don't expect that out of Penn State because we haven't seen that once out of Penn State all year they've been very vanilla with their play calling um so I, I like Michigan to cover the spread here I don't love that that um that I think of the public favorite but it has come down a little bit so I'll take Michigan minus four and a half uh I do not have, I do not have a play this game but I would definitely lean Michigan. Wah. Hey, stop I gave out uh, a play UNLV. to start the game that's right UNLV fair five enough. and a half fair enough now Let's talk power ratings, okay? Yep. I've got Michigan 2.1, let's call it two, points better than Georgia. Oh, wow. Michigan is the number one team, clearly to me. Okay? And a lot of people agree who have these kind of ratings. Having said that, I still only have them about 6.25, six and a quarter points better than Penn State. Right. The question with Penn State is, how good are they in these games? Because they look great on paper. They look great when they play these other teams. But the question going into the Ohio State game was, can Penn State go vertical and challenge Ohio State and move the football? And they showed that they could not, obviously. Right. It, it was, And so I was going to wonder, okay, or I, I wondered after that game, are they going to adjust? Are, is James Franklin going to ask his team to do what it takes to win late or... Is he going to keep getting these cheap wins? And I don't mean cheap wins because there is no cheap win. It's hard to win. But what I mean by that is you have the option as an elite team in Penn State or near elite, very good, to let's say when they played like Maryland, okay? Uh, A couple weeks ago last week, whenever that was. Drew Aller went back to averaging 7.1 yards a a pass. Indiana, their win a couple weeks ago. Drew Aller had 6.8. Yards per completion. It's like 
this is not what I think they should be doing to gear themselves up to win these kind of games. Right. What they do is they get a Maryland who they can run all over. They run 37 times for, you know, just shy of 160, two touchdowns, and really open things up for Drew Aller. He has a couple, you know, bombs, and by the way, still has 7.1, you know, average, and they win 51-15. So that's what Penn State is, is they just do that against these, like, low teams or average teams. Right. But when they get up against Michigan, can they do that? And I don't think so. So I trust Michigan to pull away. Now, my question is what the uh, distraction is going to be. And I trust you, Will, that you're probably right, that it's going to be a motivating factor, and it's probably going to be a net positive. Right. But I wonder, is it a distraction? And all that said, I only have, like I said, six points. Let's call it six and a half points better. You know, so it's tough for me to bet Michigan here or or like them here, but uh, no play. Yeah, and look, if you're someone that wants to bet on Penn State, if you like, just being frank, if you're one of these people that thinks that like, is is thinks that the science dealing is like truly like this great competitive advantage and that it's been a cheating scandal and all this stuff. Uh, maybe you want to bet Penn State here because you because th- now at this point the science dealing shit is is out the like right. Connor Stallions is gone. He's not there. Yeah. Penn State's had ample time to change their signs. And by the way, there's also a very good chance that the Big Ten suspends Harbaugh tomorrow. And even though all of the you know experts and insiders are saying. Hey, you know, Michigan will just sue and get an injunction and he'll and he'll be playing in this wall play out or he'll be coaching in this wall play out in court. Um, we don't know that for sure. So there's we actually may have to do a quick uh, five minute pod. Yeah, we I mean, honestly, yeah. we, we could yeah. because if there is a chance that Harbaugh is not coaching on the sideline on Saturday, yeah. like a legitimate chance. So um, that's something to factor into that as well. Now, again, I think ultimately is a, a and by the way, the other thing, too, is that I mentioned that. You know, it's going to come down to Michigan's passing offense, how J.J. McCarthy does. Um, and we saw, like, Ohio State, even with Kyle McCord, had a lot of success through through the air against Penn State. I mean, yeah, they had Marvin Harrison. They were just throwing at him a lot. But Michigan's got a lot of weapons on offense, and J.J. McCarthy's proven that. So um, I'll, I'll take Michigan. Tyler's staying away, though. There we go. Uh, next up. By the way, that Wisconsin cheddar, it's so delicious. So, it's so, so, so good. delicious. Very good. Very good. Uh, shout out to all the Wisconsinites out there. Wisconsinites. Wisconsinites. Yes, that's it. Also to the Vermonters. I take it. I actually, love our Vermonters. I'm not taking anything back because you haven't heard it yet, but later <laughs> in the show, I take back what I said about Vermonters. Um, Texas Tech at Kansas. Big 12 matchup. Kansas ranked in the college football top 25. I believe they're 16. This is the highest they've ever been ranked in the college football playoff rankings uh, since they came out. So a huge year for Kansas. Texas Tech, of course, you know, they've been a little bit up and down this year. Um, right now, we're looking at Kansas as a three-and-a-half-point home favorite here. Now, what's interesting to me is that, again, I, at this point, I feel like Kansas is going to be a publicly bet team, right, that they have a lot of supporters. Um, and Texas Tech has won three straight against them, three years in a row, including uh, two years ago in Lawrence, Kansas. And these most of these wins, the last two wins have not been close either, by the way. Uh, Texas Tech beat them 41 to 14 in Lawrence two years ago. Last last week or last year, they beat them 43 to 28 in Lubbock. Um, I this feels like a trappy game for Kansas. I know that we felt that way, and you felt that way when they played against um, who was the Texas or the Kansas game last week where you said I don't like this spot. It was after they beat Oklahoma. They were playing uh, Texas, was yes. it not? No, it wasn't Texas, was it? Um, Why am I losing my mind here? It was who, uh, who did, Iowa State. Iowa State, thank you. Yeah. And they did cover that game, by the way, and they won pretty easily against Iowa State. 
But to me, this actually feels more like the trap game, and it's at home against Texas Tech. Um, but minus three and a half, I don't love that half point hook. I don't know. Do you have it? Do, where, where do your power ratings show this is going out, Tyler? Yeah, that's why I like Kansas, uh, dude. I've got Kansas about three point three points better on a neutral. And I've had okay. serious upgrades for Kansas, so I do like them. And I agree with you. It seems like the public team, but I think this is a good matchup for them. Like, they're a really actually good team on, on, on paper. Now, let's quickly talk about Texas Tech because they're right now 4-5 four and uh, four and five overall, but they're actually pretty good. Like, they have the 12th overall strength of schedule. Yeah. Uh, they, they are, according to the FBI stats I like to look at, the advanced uh, opponent adjusted, mm-hmm. 37th offense, 37th defense. So, like, they're a good team, and I don't like fading them based on preseason expectation where we expect them to be, but Kansas has the number eight overall FEI offense, and FEI, I like the, I'm going to start saying a new phrase, FEI don't lie. Do you like that? <laughs> yeah, I do like that. Triggering my coach prime in there. FEI don't lie. Kansas is the eighth overall offense. That puts them ahead of North Carolina, just behind USC, just a couple spots behind Washington. Like, they've been impressive this year, so... They're going to move the football. I just wonder about them slowing down Texas Tech, but I think it's a good matchup. Tech this year has not shown the ability to be able to score late, 60 minutes in a, in a game like this. So I'll take Kansas to keep going. Good coaching staff, better approach to this game, I believe. So we'll take the Jayhawks three and a half. Sounds good. Yeah, this Texas Tech team is tough, man. They lose Tyler Shuck for the season, and they continue to be a dangerous team and score points. But I'm with you again. I think it is a trap game even at home. I don't love it, but uh, I'll take Kansas minus three and a half as well. Well, you know, you you and Ryan are Jayhawks fans, so we're uh, we've, we've, we're lifelong Rock Chalk Jayhawks. Yes, Rock you are. Chalk. Yep. yep, always, always, and forever. Um, Oklahoma State minus two and a half at Central Florida in the bounce house. Now, you uh, Oklahoma State, they're riding high right now. Is this the game? Like, like, do we think Oklahoma State just is who they are? Right, that they is who they is. They are who um, we thought they were. Or, the, to me, this, again, it seems like a dangerous spot. This is a trap game for Oklahoma State. They beat Oklahoma. They're now in the driver's seat for the Big 12 championship game, and they have to go on the road at Central Florida, which is not an easy place to play. It's a long, a lot of travel, and they're two-and-a-half-point favorites here. You got, you got UCF here. No, I don't. Um, you do? I thought I, you just said that. No, I, I don't have – look, I, I just don't, I don't trust UCF, but what I'm saying is that nothing would be more – Oklahoma State than to like beat your rival in the last Bedlam game, be in the driver's seat for the Big 12, and then go and lose this game. Well, I, I'm sorry would, to say like, that. Nothing would be more a lot of teams to win a big Very rivalry true. and then lose the next Very game. true. But again, like to me, Here's it's... Will's anti-Oklahoma State rhetoric again. You know what? <laughs> Going back and listening to some audio, because stay tuned. We do a little, uh, if you like the extracurriculars, I went back and clipped some audio. And so I was listening to some old shows, and I thought of a new game. Just a little preview for you, Will. Okay. We'll preview. It's going to be, did Will say this this year? Or did he? Did Will say this four years ago? Because Will said, has been saying the exact same thing about Oklahoma State. You have to. Since we started. The, but I've been right. Yeah. Every year I've been the one who's been right. Dude, look at their ATS record, their overall record. Mm-hmm. They're the one team who's probably overachieved the most the last four years collectively. So I'm not wrong here. You keep you keep having the same input. I keep saying the same thing. You know who I have changed for? Other teams, and and it's worked. So yeah, that's what I have to say. He's about consistent. You've uh, got to give him that. Yeah, look, yeah, I stand. I'm not a flip flopper. I stand on my beliefs. Um, yeah, no, we look, both have been. But yeah, I, I, it's a new game. Did Will say this year, or four years I, ago? I, that sounds hilarious. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. I'd be super into that. Um, no, I'm look. 
Where Take are, UCF. Why are you taking Oklahoma State? Of course I am. All right, give me your breakdown, and I'll, I'll think about I'll think about uh, making this that board game. Do you got it ready, Ryan? Warm it up. We didn't have one last I'm week. I'm thinking right. about it. I'm not guaranteeing anything. All right. All right. So uh, I've got Oklahoma State about four and a half points better. So the pure numbers would actually have me starting on UCF side, right? But this matchup is really interesting. UCF's offense is 24th FEI, but 99th defense. So obviously they've been they've been able to move the football this year. But Oklahoma State is 31st FEI and 24th defense, respectively, to how we just said that. So Oklahoma State has this really, really, really good defense that we don't think about being a really good defense. But the advanced stats show they're great on third downs. They don't do it on turnovers or these unreliable stats. This is a good, hard-nosed defense. And their secondary has gone through injuries. They're getting healthier. A lot of players coming back at the right time. And Will mentioned, uh, well, we kind of both did, rivalry game last week. You yeah. know, I, I wonder how that's going to go. Mike Gundy, though, after must-win games in his career, rivalry games, big win, big games before the end of the season, bowl games, he is 62% against the spread. That's one of the best coaches in college football. So his okay. teams generally don't have letdowns. That is one thing I considered in this game. Okay, um, UCF has had some major downgrades this year, too. Okay, So let's all imagine a graph, a line graph. UCF has had major downgrades this year. So they started up here, and as they, at this point in the season, they're going down. Oklahoma State has had major upgrades. Okay, So, so they're kind of meeting at this cross point, where they're a minus three, perceived to be a very good game in the market. But which team do you want? The team going up, who are, are, are both teams now just going to magically start going the opposite direction on the graph, if you think of it? I don't think so. I always like taking the team going in the best direction when they meet and are considered to be, by, by perception, equal teams, or at least somewhat equal. Oklahoma State minus three on the road a little bit better. But um, I look at strength of schedule. I think that Oklahoma State clearly has the better strength of schedule. They have the better coaching staff. The only question is, how do they perform on the road, in the bounce house, after OU, after last week? So, you know, and it's a legit consideration, considering the Oklahoma game. They put all into that. That was the last Bedlam game. That really does matter. So quantifying it, though, I still think it's a good play. We'll take two and a half. And uh, will is Ryan gonna hit the hit the button? No. Oh. Um, look, I'd love to because the truth is that if I was an Oklahoma State fan, this game would scare the shit out of me. Like it, this this has just trap written all over it. However, like you look at the stats, like we what do we know about Oklahoma State? They want to run the ball down your throat all day long. And if you look at UCF's numbers, they're giving up like five yards per carry. Uh, uh, you know, against teams all year long, yeah. it doesn't bode well. But again, like. Nothing would be more Gus Malzahn than to have a shitty season and, and win this game. <laughs> like that's just what he does. And so, um, no, I, I'm I'm not. It's not a bet board. I'll I'll take Oklahoma State as well. Sorry. All right, that. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> um, next up, I mean, next we up. we already talked about two big games. This may even be bigger. Rutgers at Iowa. Ooh. Now, actually, oh. I don't even know what the spread is for this game. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because the total, gentlemen, is now down to 29, 28 and a half some places. <laughs> By the way, there's a whole crew of people that are riding the Iowa under until it fails, and it has not failed. Last week, they played, uh, who was it, Northwestern or someone, and it was like the lowest total ever and everyone was like here's the one now you gotta bet the over and it still went under yeah, 10 70 and the western yeah unbelievable man uh so are you riding the under yeah at this point i'll be the i'll be of course be the person that jumps on i never bet it all season and then now i do and there will be 45 points scored but at this point why wouldn't you like the games are all going 7 10 you know 10 8 like crazy numbers and so um 
fully fully expect the Iowa defense to keep Rutgers offense in check, especially at home, and I fully expect the Iowa offense to look horrific. And uh, so I'm taking under 29, <laughs> folks. I don't have a ton on this game. I'll ride it with you, Will. Okay, love it. <laughs> we're, we're taking the under. Um, next up, Utah, plus 9.5 at Utah. Washington. Pac-12 uh, matchup. I'm doing Mark Norman suddenly. Utah. Utah. Yeah, um, <laughs> Utah at Washington. To me, this game is very similar to when Oregon went and played at, in Salt Lake City, right? And I ended up being wrong. I was on the wrong side there. But what it ultimately comes down to is, hey, do we think that Utah's offense has enough to keep up with a high-powered offense like Washington? And even though I don't think Washington's defense is as good as Oregon's, um, I think the answer is no here. It's a big spread. But Washington, nine-and-a-half-point home favorites here. I think they could blow Utah out. I like them at home. Uh, I'm taking the Huskies here, Tyler. Nine-and-a-half, you say? Uh, Yes. Yes, sir. So let's see here. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's at Utah? No, it's at Washington. Oh, that makes Seattle, uh, baby. Lot. Seattle you said similar. So, yeah, so Utah, I've got 14 points better than average. In Washington, I've got 21.8. So about 22. So I've got I've got Washington about eight points better as is. What's the spread? Nine and a half. Still. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I didn't listen. I'm doing other stuff. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, let's take Washington. Still, <laughs> I didn't change. Let's let's go uh, Washington based on the point spread. I don't have a deep handicap for this one, but okay. uh, let's go Washington. So it's not a heavy play for you then. No, not a heavy one, but we know we'll sprinkle a little cheddar on there. Okay, he's sprinkling a little cheddar, folks. Uh, next cheddar. up, Tennessee at Missouri. Mm. Currently, the Vols two-point road favorites here going into Missouri. We saw Missouri uh, play very tough against Georgia last week. Now they get Tennessee at home. Tennessee been a very underrated team all year. Tyler, I think this is a is this a best bet of yours? I believe I have a play. Let me. I didn't. His notes are not numbered, folks. He didn't, didn't number the number sheets. My notes. He prints out his notes and he doesn't number them. He's got a computer in front of him, but he prints out his notes. Mm. Now, so you know why? What? This actually, I don't have a strong play here. Oh, but I may be able to be talked into something. Okay. I thought we were going to do another game. Oh, I'll but, talk you into something. Well, we'll see. Because here's let, let's talk about this, okay? Because I've got Tennessee about three and a half, almost four points better. So that would get us right around Tennessee minus one on the road, right? Mm-hmm. So the number makes a lot of sense to me. Um, it, when it's all said and done, I, I have them minus one. So here's what happened. This opened up Tennessee minus two and a half, and a lot of people bet Mizzou. Mizzou was bet at two and a half and two, one and a half and one, and it went to pick them. And then at pick them, a lot of money came back on Tennessee. So it's settling now minus one. That's like the agreed minus upon one, number okay. that it's settled on. A lot of buyback at pick them. So obviously – my takeaway this year from Missouri is they've impressed a ton. Like everyone's buying Missouri stock. They look very, very good this year. They've impressed every single game, even against the big boys. But how truly good is Missouri? Well, let's go to the advanced stats. Why that's why these exist. FEI offense, they're twenty third. FEI defense are twenty ninth. And you compare that to Tennessee, Tennessee's nineteenth offense, twenty first defense. These are two very, very, very good teams. Now, it's a difference in philosophy. Tennessee is fourth in the nation in rushing yards per game. Missouri is 19th in the nation in passing yards per game. So how do they each match up with that? Well, Missouri is 44th in the country in stopping the rush. Tennessee, 47th in stopping the pass. So we have two very, very good offenses at something going against what the other defense kind of is good, not great at. So based on the pure numbers, each offense, I think, should find success. I, I lean over for this game as well, Will. Interesting. Uh, Tennessee on the ground and Missouri through the air. Both teams find success. Missouri 
has the strength of schedule advantage, though. 17th overall compared to 49th based on the same metric I'm using here for overall SOS. But uh, Brady Cook, I think, is the main factor here. He's looked really, really good. Oh, yeah. he, he has improved so much this year. Last year, he was 78th in the NCAA in passer rating. This year, he's 18th. That's a jump from 133 to 161. Like, he looks really good. His completion percentage is up. Now, uh, as as he goes, they'll go, but he's fitting in well with this offense. So the downside here of this handicap and of college football, unfortunately, in general, the way it is right now, for some teams, we never really know how good they are. And that's what I think with Tennessee. Look right now at Tennessee's schedule. What win or loss can we really look at and say, okay, that's that team? Like they've they lost Alabama, okay. Like they beat up on Kentucky or not Kentucky. They beat Kentucky, you know, they've won some games going to okay. lost to Florida. Yep. But 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 like that on the road where they haven't won in twenty years. Right. Right. So like we expect like what game can we look at and say, that's who that team is. Right. Like so we still don't know. This is a huge game for to answer that question. So I really don't have a I I I'm on the edge. I kind of want to pass this game. So, what do you have to say about it? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I feel the same way. However, like the factor that I would put a lot into this. Now, again, like when looking at Missouri, I think there's a couple ways to look at this game. Like, how motivated is Murray, Missouri from like an upset standpoint, right? Because ultimately, this would be an upset over over Tennessee. Um, but like Tennessee effectively is coming off a bye. They played UConn last week. I mean, like a tune-up game. They beat them like 60-3 to three or something like that. So that's very different than Missouri was in a, a tough battle with one of the, like the best teams in the country, a very physical game down, you know, not necessarily down to the wire, but it felt like that against Georgia last week. The devil went down to Georgia. On the road. <laughs> there we go. So Missouri's the devil. Yeah. Oh. Well, they could be. Oh. Hey, another show? There's a theory about that song. We'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. We'll save that for uh, the extracurriculars yes. for another show because yes. we already recorded them. <laughs> so even though they're coming up later, it's too late. Um, yeah, look, like I think Missouri probably pinned a lot of hopes internally with their locker room. Like, hey, we have a chance to beat Georgia and and you know and compete for an SEC championship game. Did they, though? <laughs> Did they, though? That's fair. Yeah. Fair, right? Um this Tennessee team is just so resilient. Like, yeah, you're right. It's hard to pin them down. But I think the one thing you can pin them down on is, like, they've exceeded a lot of expectations, especially when talking about against the spread. Uh, outside of, you know, the two losses, they've done very well against the number. Um, I I think I'd lean Tennessee here minus one. Again, I think it's a tough spot. I think going yeah. at Missouri is not easy, but I'm going to lean uh, and, and whatever. I don't lean. No I'm, play. No I'm play. giving out Tennessee yeah. minus one. No play for Tyler. No play. No play. Okay, got it. Uh, next up, we're staying in the SEC. Uh, we've got Ole Miss going on the road at Georgia. This is a huge one. Ole Miss has, you know, basically, uh, and I've got a lot. I've got a, a huge handicap for this. Okay, I've got a lot of info. So Tyler's got a best bet, then I assume. Uh, yes, yes, we okay. do. Okay, okay. Um, to me, even though, yeah, LSU beat Alabama, does that dash the hopes of of Ole Miss getting to the SEC championship game? Probably. Technically, they still have to play Auburn. Alabama does. So maybe that's the last hope here for Ole Miss and winning the SEC West, right? Because their one loss was to Alabama. Um, this Ole Miss team is really, really good. And we haven't seen them play at Georgia much, right? Again, this is like, even though the SEC is about to change, having the only the eight-game conference schedule, like, it's pretty rare when you get, um, especially with rivalries, 
Like Ole Miss Georgia is not a matchup that we see often. So there's not a lot to know about what the, you know, the um the history is like and how these two coaching staffs compare, right? Sure. Um Georgia just continues to get better specifically with Carson Beck. Like that's I look at their passing game and he's improving so much. Like yeah, they don't have um they don't have Brock Bowers right now, but they have some good weapons in the passing game. Their running game still leaves a little bit to be desired, I think. And this Ole Miss team is really tough, but I think going on the road at Georgia is a tough place to do it, but 10.5 is a big number. Um, I don't know. I still don't know what Georgia is. I don't know if Ryan, they... can you look this game up and see if it's 10.5? Uh, yeah, it looks like see we're what it is across the board. 10.5 across the board. couple of places, 11.5. Okay. 11.5? So, yeah, that's one sports book. That's Bet Rivers. And there's... Uh, so should we say 11? Should we say 10.5? Probably ten and a half, right? I go ten and a half. Yeah, yeah. Right, ten, ten and a half. half. If ten, I mean, again, I, I might not have a bet then. I hate betting Georgia or betting against Georgia, um, and I and I think this is a really tough road spot. And the Ole Miss game against Alabama, by the way, like this seems like a similar feel where it's like, okay, they're going to play a step up in class, and it didn't go well. But even still, I think ten and a half is a big number, um, and. I don't know that Georgia is quite as dominant as we were all hoping. I think they're really, really good, and they're certainly like a top four, a top four team in the country. They might end up being the national championship team again, right? But I don't know. Like I think we're all expecting them to hit this next gear, and we still just haven't really seen it. And so, how long do we just, you know, how long is it until this is just who they are? They're a really good team, and yeah, they keep winning games, but. Um, I think ten and a half is a lot of points. I'm taking Ole Miss. All right. So after looking it over, I will take Ole Miss too. Uh, ten and a half. That's my pick here. Ole Miss plus ten and a half. That sucks. I thought you go Georgia, but the reason why I wondered is, you know, there's there's a lot of these games where a half point is where it comes down to, and that's what you're betting on. But that's actually not the case for this. Okay. So I actually have Georgia about six points better mm. than Ole Miss. That's not that big of a gap. Right. So even with a sizable home field of four points, which I don't think is the case, I can get it to 10. And that's generous. So I think that we all kind of know what Georgia can be, but we all have this idea of who they are based on the past, you know? Um, now, how many get? Uh, I think a lot of our audience takes Georgia for granted. Just like we do Alabama, these sure. teams. Now, let me ask you guys. I know we do a show and you guys watch football, but be honest, how many Georgia games have you sat down and watched this year? None. I'd probably say like a couple five or six. Okay. But, most of them. But are you are you sitting down watching that? Are you flipping around watching other games? No, or? yeah. To be honest, they haven't had that many big matchups, so they're usually relegated to the third TV with no sound, if I'm being honest. So, so I don't, yeah. <laughs> but the point is, not a lot of us are like, that's why these bowl games come, and it's like, wow, look at this. No, to be honest, there's so many teams. Right. Mm-hmm. Just for the hardcore hard fans, how, how can you really, even if you're watching replays, it's impossible so to watch every game. you're saying I need a fifth television. Is you that need what you're a few more, yes. Okay. But, 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 but my point here is, none of us have really watched Georgia. And I agree with Will that I don't think they have that it factor that they had last couple of years. Last few years, they were the clear number one team. And right now, as I mentioned, I have Michigan one and Georgia in the mix for number two. So the FEI, uh, they've got Georgia the 92nd strength of schedule. And they've done what they've done against not, a great, not great opponents, while Ole Miss has the 13th. Ranked schedule or ranked uh, strength of schedule. So let's go to Ole Miss because Georgia. We kind of know they're really good. Maybe not super elite, but we know that they're good at everything. Good coaching. Who's Ole Miss? Ole Miss 
is an extremely good team. Again, like Will said, but uh, FEI offense, they're 14th. FEI defense are 31st. And they've risen more than any team, both offense and defense efficiency, this year from the start to right now. What's going to happen is everyone is going to look at Ole Miss-Bama. And they're going to say, well, Ole Miss and... You know, sometimes I know I can do a little pejorative voice on here, but like, you know, <laughs> Ole Miss lost 24-10 in Alabama. So there's no way that they're going to go on the road against a better team and not lose by that margin again. So that's my voice for people who handicap. <laughs> for people who handicap. Nerds. But uh, look, there's some people who are going to look at that game and they're going to say, okay, they won 24-10 or they lost 24-10 in Alabama. Georgia's a better team in Alabama. Of course, they're going to take Georgia in this spread. But, you know, we don't do that on the show, do we, Will? We do not. No, we don't. So. Never. What we've seen from Georgia that makes us think they're going to be the same Georgia is they peaked and they've looked good when they peaked. But it has not been consistent and it has not been reliable. And they're the third worst team in college football this year against the spread. Did you guys realize this? Georgia has been underperforming expectation. But, interesting stat, they're fourth in the country in margin of victory. So let's think about that. They're third worst in against the spread. Uh, record, so they're not covering, but they're fourth in margin of victory. So what that means is when they're playing bad teams or bad in, in, in situations where they can't run the score up, they do. And when they come up against teams where they're expected to win, they can't cover, they can't get margin, can't do anything like that. They right. are bullies, and that's what that all comes down to. So they beat the bad teams and they underperform elsewhere. This looks a lot better for Ole Miss in terms of an actual spot. Okay, Georgia is in this weird, tough scheduling spot. They have Missouri last week. They have number 9 Ole Miss this week. They got number 13 Tennessee next week on the road. Mm. And yes, Ole Miss just had a and last week, but they have UL Monroe next week. So this is an all-in, all-focus effort for the Rebels. And I think they treat this like the natty, or at least like a huge game. Well, Georgia will look to get the win, and, and this is a big game, but they just want to get the win here. Okay, right. And maybe it's not that simplistic, but that I think will be the overall kind of mentality here so uh let's also talk about the players like does Ole Miss have the players to do some something about this Play, uh, pro football focus has a nice college section where they use their pro uh, analysis on college players and in those rankings it really does tell a story I love using the PFF college rankings because they may not be the most reliable on a per player basis but like if you're number one in the country or something you're not going to be bad right so we get an idea of where these players are Ole Miss is grading out higher and better at a lot of positions than Georgia. Trey Harris is the number two wide receiver in the country, according to PFF. Both Quidshawn Judkins and uh, Ulysses Bentley are grading higher than any Georgia backs. Now, defense is a bit of a, dif- a different story because, you know, Georgia's got some great safeties. Uh, Malaki Starks, number two safety in the in the country. Javon Bullard is the number 21 overall defensive back. But outside of safety... I don't see any top five talents, which we usually get for Georgia. They're usually, like last year, they had four groups, top right. five. So, you know, you mentioned Carson Beck. He looks good. Carson Beck, again, according to PFF, these player stats, he's eighth in the country quarterback. Where do you think Jackson Dart is grading? If Carson Beck is eighth, where do you think Jackson Dart is grading PFF college? I don't country? even know. I would say like top 20-ish. 35. Sixth. Wow. Isn't that crazy? He's really been efficient this year. We don't. I, w- I was surprised by that. That's why it's included in this. And right. and, I, and so you compare it to, to Beck, and 
yeah, Beck's playing well, but on paper in the advanced stats, Jackson Dart's playing better. So when it's all said and done, ten and a half, I th- I think it's too much. So yeah, wow. we'll go. Okay. Uh, re- I got On two the rebels rest. today. We're all about the rebels. UNLV rebels yep. and uh, Ole Miss rebels. Tyler always was a fan of the South. You know <laughs> the uh, the Confederates. Um, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, both on Ole Miss. Okay, last game we got here. USC going on the ah, road. I actually at have Oregon. one to throw in. I have one more. Oh, you have another to throw in. I have one more to throw in. Okay, so second to last game. USC at Oregon. USC's hopes for the Pac-12 championship dashed. Uh, what's the motivation on Caleb Williams' part? I don't know. Um, but what I will tell you is that, actually, oddly enough, this is not a matchup that we've seen a lot in the Pac-12. Now, before it was because we had the Pac-12 North and South, and again, they don't. these teams don't always play each other. This isn't a rivalry game that's just scheduled every single year. If you actually look at the history between Oregon and Southern Cal, they've only played, they haven't played since 2020. Um, they haven't played a game in Eugene since 2015. So the last two games, by the way, Oregon's won the last two, were both in Los Angeles. One was at the Pac-12 championship game. The one before that was in uh, Pasadena. So Oregon has done well, has fared well against Southern Cal, but not very recently. We haven't seen this game as of late. Now, it's a huge number, right? Oregon 14.5 is a huge number, but I think they're going to be so motivated getting Southern Cal at home in Eugene. Um, and we know, of course, I mean, like it's, at this point, it's just a guarantee Oregon's going to score a shit ton of points. We just don't like the Southern Cal defense seems completely incapable of limiting teams to. Lo- I think they've had now. Well, had they like, did just fire Grinch. Exactly, Alex Grinch is out, and so maybe that's a positive for for Southern Cal. Maybe not. I don't know. Again, I don't know where the motivation is. If I was a defensive player on on Southern Cal, like things are are feeling bad for us right now. They've given up like I think 40, 40 plus points in like what five or six straight games. It's been really bad. And I think that Oregon has the defense to slow down Southern Cal at times, right? Again, we, we talked about this in the Washington game last week, and it was, hey, you know, can Washington slow down Caleb Williams a bit? And it turns out, yeah, enough. You can do it enough to let your offense start to build you a lead. Um, it's a huge number, 14 and a half, but I hey, like the Ducks here. I'm actually seeing a lot of 15s right now. I don't know if that changes anything for you. but uh, Smitty, do you, I mean, come on. It's moving. Um, it's no. on the move. I mean, even still, I don't obviously 14 and a half to 15, um, not a massive difference because ultimately it's just a push being the difference there, But mm-hmm. and it's a big number. But even with 15, I'll lay the points. Again, I think that I think this is where we start to see – you know, Oregon separating and Southern Cal like heading in a negative direction, which Agreed. we've already seen a little bit of. Uh, yeah, I don't have a ton to add to this game, but I'm not going to bet it because of the Alex, Alex Grinch factor. Okay. Like, that could be a huge motivating thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's like in the locker room. I don't know if he's loved or if he's hated. He's a, he's a mean one. You're a mean one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so pass for me. Uh, yeah. Okay. What's the game you're sneaking in here? West Virginia at Oklahoma. Oklahoma 13-point home favorites, I believe, unless that line's moved. Uh, now, here's sneak the thing. a bet board game in here. That line sure. was all over the place. Some were 12.5, some were 13, some were 13.5, so I had settled with 13. I thought it was a good price to settle at. Ryan, do you want to? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Okay. Um, but I've got West Virginia, plus 13. Got a lot of 12.5s, but that's it. Mm, interesting. Let me see. Oh, now he's got to double check. Yeah. Now the half point doesn't work in his favor. Well, DraftKings has 13 and a half. Mm-hmm. 13 a points bet. Hmm. 
So there's only two 12 and a halves compared to a 113. A 13, 12 and a half, 13. Thir- so we'll, call it, we'll call it 12 and three quarters. Yeah, How about that? No, fellas? no. There's, well, there, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so Ryan, here, let's, let's go through this. So sure. it's 13 and a half. At, uh, it, when you scroll down, you can't see the far right. So it, it's 13 and a half, 13, going from right to left, 12 and a half, 13, 13, 12 and a half, 12 and a half, 13 and a half. Uh, so that's 13 consensus. I'm seeing a lot of 12 and a half. Maybe I just need to refresh my page. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm doing too. Yeah, what do you, what are you mine talking about? See, I see 12 Go to the and end. I, it's uh Oh, I see what you're saying. We got to yeah. scroll. You got to scroll to the right. It's still a lot of 12 and a half. But you know what? Again, we'll Dude, call it 12 like, and three quarters. We'll just call it that. It's thir- legitimately, like if we average these out, it's going to be 13. Should we do the math right now? No. No, we don't. <laughs> I, I, no one likes math. I don't want to talk math. Um. Uh, yeah, let's call it 13. I'll give you 13. Okay. We'll give, give you 13. 13. Okay, yep. thank you. Uh, this is a dream crusher spot for OU. We've talked about this before. This is a TM from another uh, website that has some professionals who bet called pregame.com. They, they TM this. Uh, dream crusher. What that means is when you lose the game, that will ruin your season. In college football, the game that knocks you out of your goal. In the NFL, the game that where you're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, right? These are dream crusher scenarios where the following game, teams tend to really underperform. They're not focused. They're not ready for the game. This is a classic underperforming spot, I think, for Oklahoma. One loss, they were fine, at least in their locker room. That's what they were saying. That's what they believed. Two losses. Now they have no shot. They were talking about it this week. They know they're out of the playoffs, and they know they're not going to win the conference. It's not about them being down to start the game. I think they're actually going to get excited. It's about how they respond. When West Virginia, who's actually a good team, will give them some adversity. Now, I've got West Virginia 36th overall in my rankings. This is a good team compared to our preseason perception. West Virginia's 32nd overall FEI, 26th offense, and 45th defense. Now, not jumping off the charts good, but good. And West Virginia is not... Did you guys realize this? West Virginia is ninth in the country in rushing yards per game. Wow. Like Did they are running that. the football and they have good backs, but this offensive line really does a good job. 207 on the, on the ground per game and 282 yards per game in their last three. So I think West Virginia finds success running it. I'm not saying they win. I'm saying they're able to find success running it. They chew clock. They go on the road and give OU some fits just like UCF did. And I think they can cover 13. So I think it's a good price here. Look, if you like to shop around, which I always say, if you want to take winning more seriously, you should at least just have three books to shop around at. You should be able to find 13 at least, if not 13 and a half. Most people probably have at least a fan duel or a points bet. Those are 13, 13 and a half. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you can get in there. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm not going to make it a bet board. West Virginia's done. Now. West Virginia beat Oklahoma last year, by the way. It was in Morgantown, not in uh, in Norman. West Virginia. But even the year before that, when it was in Norman, it was a close game. West Virginia lost very close. So I think Neil Brown maybe feels confident against Oklahoma. I like the Dream Crusher spot for you. Um, but I'm not. I, uh, I mean, I guess I'll ride with you, but I won't be betting against you on that one. Um, we can't find a bet board anywhere these last couple of weeks. That's disappointing. Yeah, it is disappointing. It's very disappointing. I wish I dis- could sneak one in, but I don't have an extra I'm to throw di- at you. I'm disappointed <laughs> in you, even though I know that's and exactly what And Ryan didn't find one this week, be. so hey, it's all right. Stay tuned next week. But uh, By the yeah. way, so I'm putting – here's my Knights of the Square parlay. Uh, Ryan, you got yours ready? Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Wait, well, I actually might have one. Uh, Who did you guys go with on Mizzou, Tennessee? I uh, passed. Oh, no, Mizzou, Georgia, you he, mean? He, no, it was Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, you right. sl- will slightly lean Tennessee. He reluctantly uh, went Tennessee. I know. I gave Tennessee minus one. He, re- he is, reluctantly is this gave a bad him. Board, Smitty. We could. I'll hey. take Mizzou. Oh, hit 
Hit it! He's got a bad boy. Bad boy against Smitty. <laughs> it's your first one against Ryan. I have a chance to go 0-2 <laughs> uh, to, to lose to both of you this year. Um, here's my Knights of the Square uh, table parlay. Now, if you noticed last week, I gave out a uh, four-team square parlay, and it went three out of four. You want to know what the fourth one was that didn't hit? What? It was the Michigan team total over 41 and a half. And do you want to know how many points they scored, Tyler? 40. They scored 41. Uh, they scored 41. 41. Yep, and they left a lot on the uh, field. Well, 41 so is a key number. We're so out here know. Uh, We're out here grinding, and we're still going to get one. So here's my night. So if you would have just put, uh, you no. know, what's your unit size? Ten bucks? Uh, like sometimes it, it, it varies, ten to twenty. Yeah, Let, let's say twenty. If you would just put twenty down in each game, you would have walked away with a uh, forty bucks. Yeah, but if Michigan would have scored one more point, I would have walked away with like three hundred, Tyler. Well, if so, you went to the casino, I mean, if we're just doing basic arithmetic on, here, Tyler. Uh, ten thousand. Basic, so basic math would just tell me you should just go to the casino and play roulette. <laughs> I should roulette's should, a great basic time. math. Just go, just go to uh, the go go to the uh, gas station to get a. I'm here to be a square man and have fun. Okay, this is what the squares do, Tyler. I'm just. Um, now here is my uh, fourteen parlay for this week. I love my it. square parlay. We got UNLV minus five and a half. We're riding with Tyler. Yeah. Michigan minus four and a half. We're getting uh, homers. And Let's go blue. Connor Stallings is going to be calling in signs from <laughs> from the press box. Okay, he's going to be in a disguise. Um, Iowa Rutgers under. We're riding it. Yeah, riding it till it dies. <laughs> We're cheering for every three and out. Yeah, that's right. And then we are going to take Oklahoma State minus two and a half with lots of fear. So nice. that's my wow. night to the nice. square right. uh, parlay. So are we right. going? We're going one or one and a half on that Mizzou Tennessee game. Uh, one, one, one. That's the that's what let's we decided. See, let's check it. Ryan, see, Ryan's learning. I love how Ryan's doing this. <laughs> I love this. Right, I'm so. seeing a lot of one and a half. Oh are my you? god! No, the markets absolutely changed to one and a half. I thought. Well, you guys, I had two here before the game, and you guys told me it was one. So, so fine, here, here, one let, and a half. Let, let, let me say it's one and a half every place except. Uh, Bet Rivers. Everywhere else, it's one and a half. I'm, so. a, I'm a Bet Rivers guy, but uh, <laughs> no, look. Um, I, no, I'm fine with that just because it's part no, of my square, my, my, uh, square table. One and a half. We're doing okay. one and a half. So, yeah, what's your parlay? I, I got uh, Mizzou plus one and a half versus Tennessee. Wisconsin minus 10 uh, at home against Northwestern. Ooh. Purdue minus Ooh, one. Okay, okay. Wisconsin minus 10? Minus 10. Yeah, against Northwestern. I like that. Purdue minus one at home against Minnesota. You know, I looked at that. That's interesting. Minnesota has not been able to really move the football this year. That's a that's an interesting pick. There you go. And my last one is uh, Fresno State plus one at San Jose State. Okay. So Fresno-San Jose State. This is a rivalry game. Battle for the Valley. This one, I went back and forth on my handicap because I love Fresno on the numbers. Yeah. Now, they they have back-to-back rivalry games. That's a downgrade mm. for them because it's, mm. a, it's a, not a great spot for them. And that Boise game last week... That was their first win against Boise since 2008. They were all in for that game. So now they go on the road. I kind of lean them too, but here's the thing with San Jose State. San Jose State is such a better team than people think. They're really underrated, and they score points. Their defense is they're the 19th best overall pass defense in the country. Wow. San Jose State is, right? And, and Fresno wants to throw it. Fresno is a top 25 pass defense, but they can't run the football. I think they were 106th in rushing yards per game. Or don't quote me, it was in the hundreds. But so is this a bet board? No, but, no but, but it was a really interesting handicap because I gave Fresno out on the Patreon, and I stick by it because at the end of the day, the numbers say it's a play, and I think their offense will be able to find their avenues against San Jose San Jose State's a pass defense. But it's going to be a closer game than people think, yeah. and I think it's going to be a great Saturday night matchup, but I believe on the road in this rivalry game, Fresno State grinds and finds a way to get it done. So I agree with you, but it's a really interesting uh, handicap. So. I love it. Yeah. 
Incredible. Um, okay, we're out of here. Stay, stick around for the extracurriculars. They are worthwhile today. You're going to love them. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I want to start off with some okay or day class A. Let's do it now. Yep. Okay, these are off the cuff because these happened to me both recently. Okay. The number one is something I observed, okay? Is this okay or day class A? A dad just ripping the shit out of a pen. I don't, I, I don't know if it was like a weed pen or a... What's, probably uh, just like a tobacco pen. It was pen. probably a tobacco pen, I would assume highly. Blowing mad clouds, like sick clouds. Chunky Ridiculously clouds, Ridiculously giant hit walking into a restaurant with mom and three kids. Uh. Just like getting out of the car doing it. And I was like, okay, look, I don't, I'm gonna, I don't want to judge, but... I just want to know if that's day class A. That's right? definitely day class A. Is yeah, it, it's do really you common. It for, so. Do you let them walk I mean, in and do yourself do a different area? It, it, it's always interesting too when they have that like elaborate rig that looks like uh, like a computer like hooked a up to a hose. Yeah, like exactly. The first cell phones ever it, made. That's exactly what it looks like. A walkie-talkie. Yes, like and, and it's like cool. Like um, it's a little bit much. But I, yeah. I don't so, yeah. care what I mean, people I've, usually I've, have. I that, vape but. and I tend to like. It's just like we, if you're smoking a cigarette, like. But it was just, I was like, it's borderline. How if he like yeah. blew it in his kid's face, then at that point it becomes quite day class A. But uh, just, maybe seemed, he's just sick just and he blows weird. dope clouds, dude. Maybe that's gonna be normalized. <laughs> okay, uh, one more okay. Or day Those class kids a. gonna be doing it soon anyway. So. Uh, this one happened yesterday. Full cart in the self checkout aisle. Mm. Uh, and, and look, I snuck a peek. I snuck a quick peek before I went by. The total when she still had about seven or eight items left in her cart was 178. Yeah. That was the total. Wow. So what do we think? Okay, or day class A with a full cart in the self-checkout? Day class A. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to agree here. I, unless I, unless there's not a lot of help. Right, if there was like, the, if all the no, checkout lines were stopped. full and it was fine. open there, you know, then that's one thing. But also it's like, hey, you're contributing to people losing their jobs. So bad, bad thing. <laughs> if you have a big shopping cart, go through the checkout aisle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it was she was getting some looks, mm. you know, and not bad. Yeah, you could tell you the, said the sweat was pouring down because well, I didn't no, I didn't say anything. The only time I've ever said something was the time of Taco Bell. You remember the Taco Bell story? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Classic. Okay, so those are my two okay or day class A's. Um, let's get to the cheese review. We have Ooh, a food review, we were, a cheese yes. and barbecue sauce review. Yep. Because what's better than cheese and barbecue sauce? So here's what we're gonna do. You guys are gonna classify yourselves today as certain communities now let's oh start with boy. the cheese okay? okay cheese first so do we know what well let, let's introduce the cheese uh you guys tried yellow cheddar from vermont mm -hmm. and wisconsin mm -hmm. so based on your selection what you preferred you're going to be a uh vermonter mm -hmm. or a wisconsinite okay those are the names isn't that kind of cool yeah a vermonter Vermonter. Yeah. And it was Wisconsin. That's a good way. I love Vermonter. It's so are you word. a Vermonter or Wisconsinite? Okay. Uh which one did you like, Will? Did you like the black plate or the white plate? Um, this is and again, going in like what I don't know why. I was telling Smitty this. Internally, I hope that it turns out I like Wisconsin cheese. And I don't know why. I don't know why I prefer that. I don't know. But for whatever reason Are you I just anti Vermont? No. But like I just you know, you associate Wisconsin with like cheese and and dairy, so I just I'm hoping that what I picked ends up being the Wisconsin cheese. Okay. Um, I went with the white plate because I think it has a little bit more bite. Okay. Ryan, Don't, okay, uh, I went with the white plate as well. And can I guess which one that is? Of course, I, I think the white plate was Vermont. Uh, white plate was Wisconsin. Woo! 
Yes. Let's so go, Midwest, both, baby. You both prefer the Wisconsin. You're both yep. Wisconsinites. Okay. Eat it, Vermonters. Yes, the Vermont cheese. I agree. You know, after tasting them, it was I, the I Vermont prefer... cheese was was like easier though. But like, yeah, I actually I thought, like cheese with a little more. That's bites. why I thought the white plate was Vermont because it was a lot sharper. Mm. All right, uh, next. Now the two next is barbecue sauce. So you're both uh, uh, Wisconsinites, okay? Mm-hmm. Barbecue sauce is from Texas and... Kansas City? Kansas City. Oh, boy. So Texas is obviously Texans. Are you a Texan? What are people from Kansas City called? Do we know this? Uh, city, Kansas City folks. <laughs> Let's see here. <laughs> Kansas Cityan. Kansas That's what they're called, yes, apparently according Shitty to Google. City. So, Kansas, so are you a Kansas Cityan or are you a Texan? Did you like the red... Or the white dipping sauce or the barbecue sauce. Um, I liked I liked the uh, oh shoot wait so which one was over? Do you remember which one was on my was on my left, Smitty? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I I think I would do. I can give it to you again. I can I can hand it to you if you need to no, take a look at I it. I can go to it. It was oh wait which one did you dip your finger in, Smitty? <laughs> the red one. Okay, so I liked <laughs> I liked the white one. I also like the white one. White one Texas? was the Texas. Yeah, winner. Was the Texans, yes. Wasn't a so. fan of either barbecue sauce, though, to be honest with you. Really? really? Yeah. Okay. Don't tell me you're a sweet baby Ray's guy. I think I am. Oh, oh no. You're, you're, you're Zuckerberg, dude. That's Zuckerberg's <laughs> favorite food. Well, here's the thing with sweet baby Ray's in a it couple has no of the barbecue sauces. I don't like it. Uh, it's too. It's too. See, but Ryan has told us before he prefers generic. He mm, buy, he yep. buys store bought. He prefers generic. Yep. So I stand behind. It. I think that's kind of part of that. There's nothing wrong Fruity with that loops, at all. Not it's, fruit loops. You know what? As a matter of fact, I would say the majority <laughs> the of our dino audience, bites, sir. I would say the majority of our audience, of our, our audience, probably buys sweet baby rays. Mm. It's very yeah, popular. Probably. Very popular. So I agree. Will I? I buy. Uh, uh, these are alternate barbecue sauces, right? What's the brand of that Texas barbecue sauce? Do you remember? Stubbs. Oh, nice. Stubbs. Yes. Yeah, yeah so Stubbs, bar- Stubbs barbecue. I mean, so. sweet baby Ray's is just something you have around, around though. Like, right? Maybe the yeah, but but these are uh, a little bit different taste. Now, I'll tell you a good barbecue sauce I love is if you get a Carolina barbecue sauce because those are made with a, a, a combination of mustard and vinegar, so it tastes very mm. different than your normal base, but it's got a nice twist to it. So when you can. Find yourself a Carolina barbecue sauce. From the sauce, And it's, uh, it's very delicious. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, let's keep things moving here. Um, this is going to be a lot of food-based things on today's show. I've got a quick... Give me, Isn't it usually? No, <laughs> it definitely is. Uh, Ryan, give me about two minutes to give a review here. Okay. I'm going to review the honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. Have you guys had this yet? No. But you've seen the commercials, right? Yes. Oh, my God. I can't believe I haven't been there yet. Honey pepper pimento? Mm-hmm. So let me give the rating first, and I'll explain why. The rating is a 3.2. <laughs> I knew it. Okay? And I was so excited about this thing because I love everything involved. I love pepper, p- pimento. I-, I love the honey that they use, the the jalapenos, right? Everything that was in it. And on the commercial, it looks like this delicious... Now, look. Well, that's always how the commercials Maybe work. exactly, Will. <laughs> I was about to say that. Maybe this is on me. They got you, buddy. They got me so good, yeah. but... Usually, still, if I get a Whopper or a uh, a Big Mac, it doesn't look like the commercial, but it's the same stuff's there. It's it's the same idea. It's the same concept. Mm-hmm. What I got was a sloppy, uh, like a, it was like it's saucy mess. What they advertise is this thick, cheesy, sure. Topping, That's what right? it looks like. I'm looking at it right now. And, and, and you expect this like bite of cheesy goodness when you bite in. It was like a third of the thing was covered in just like a little sauce and like a few pieces of cheese. I was like, this is bullshit. Mm. And so this is the problem with great ideas for fast food. It, to implement mm. it, 
hundreds of thousands of times every week is so difficult on a good level, a good scale. And they weren't right. particularly busy. I was upset. So mm. 3.2, it's nonsense. I, I, I did not I have mean, a good experience. This is a perfect example, in my opinion, of if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, why is Chick-fil-A trying to come out with Because let me tell you why, fancy Let me tell you why. Because in the- Their in, menu's perfect. No, let me tell you why. In the, in the little meeting room or the kitchen where they test these things- the idea of it, because when I got a good bite, there was like one or two good bites in the sandwich. Sure. It was fucking bomb. Right. It was delicious. It was sweet and 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 and, and spicy and so deli- and cheesy. Uh-huh. Oh, so good. It's such a good experience. Nice. <laughs> but that that's the only reason why it's a three two and not a zero point one. Right. Because the rest of the sandwich was just a mm. normal chicken sandwich with this slight sloppy messy sauce i'm like i didn't want that i wanted the cheese so and my anger is the anger carrying over oh very much so yeah it's palpable (laughs) um no but it was a good thing i ordered a lot i got a couple sandwiches i just mean like chick-fil-a they don't have an expansive menu for a reason like keep it simple they don't need to try a new i agree uh mcrib whatever you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like just stick to what what works for chick-fil-a it's like same thing like raising canes doesn't need to have a cheeseburger it's not what they do so Okay, uh, but I might have to try one now after your review. So right. we'll see. Should we turn the page and I can take a <laughs> breath? Turn the page, baby. Okay. Oof. Deep breath. All right. Well, this making me worked up again. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't do this on purpose. He's fired but. up. So as a part of today's show, what we're gonna do is uh, this is actually gonna be in a few minutes and a few segments. Uh, I went back and got some audio. And there's a new game I'm introducing today. Pump it or dump it. But there's a twist. Ooh. Your own opinions. I'm going to replay some opinions we've had on the show before oh, Lord. and see if we still have these opinions. <laughs> so that's coming up later, okay? I love this. But so, so I was listening back to a lot of content, and what I heard was Will really, really dug into me for my pie ratings. And this is back in 2019. <laughs> and I felt nice. cornered. I felt attacked. And so I kind of know what Will's going to think with these, Ryan. Now, Will, we'll see if your mind has changed with this. We'll, okay. we'll do a little preamble for the game coming up. But Ryan, I want to get your opinion on my pie rankings, okay? okay? Let's go four through one. And it's appropriate because so I So these are say, current or these are still the same rankings no, that these you These are my current then. rankings. Okay. These, these are as of now because they really haven't changed much, I don't okay. believe. Okay, number Understood. four. Uh, and I know this is seasonal, but I believe pumpkin pie deserves to be on the top four. I think it's so delicious if you get a good, and I'm not talking, like we just said, store-bought. You know, you have to find the right place that has the right ingredients. They whip it up nice. You got the good fresh whipped cream. A good pumpkin pie, I think it deserves to be in, in the bracket, in the playoff four. Yep. Okay, so number four on my playoff four. Number three, apple pie, for the same reason. And all these, you have to assume they're done well, but a little cinnamon on top. People forget Jeez. the cinnamon. Do you, do you like cheese on apple pie? Have you ever heard of that? I have not heard Definitely of that, but I'm not necessarily sure. <laughs> averse to it. Well, yeah, it's good. It's cheese. actually like some sprinkled. I, I th- want to say they do cheddar. It's like shredded cheddar on the top of an apple pie. It's actually very good. Uh, I just cheese specifically sharp cheddar has been served with apple pie in the U.S. as early as the 1800s. Yep, that's according what to I learned uh, about it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I may have to try it. But apple three. Okay, number two, cherry. I love a cherry because it's tart. It's delicious. Cherry's not a very popular one, but I think cherry's great. Number one pie, key lime. Key lime is undefeated, champion of heavyweight, champion of the world in my mind. Wow. You can have key lime year round. You can literally have key lime, and on the hottest day in July, you can have it for uh, Christmas dinner. You can have it for Thanksgiving. Christmas dinner. You can have it for anything. With Thanksgiving, you think about pumpkin pie. I sure. love a key lime pie. For Thanksgiving, so that's my top four. My playoff four: number four, pumpkin; three, apple; two, cherry; key lime. Ryan, or uh, uh, two cherry, one key lime. I want you to grade that on a scale of you know whatever you grade it on, and then let's see what Will. Your ranking? Now. Yeah, 
You grade my rankings. I think it's a fair is- ranking. The only one as uh, Cherry, but it's all it's all it's all differing opinion. You know. Hmm. So rank it. What do you think it was? Was it a good ranking system or a bad ranking system? I think it's good. Will, what do you think? You know what's funny is like. Now I'm. I'm he lambasted me before, and I don't have this audio. Just so I, you know. Oh, okay. I, I don't have I was this just audio. Say, I, I should have pulled it, but I, I was don't. just going to say I can't wait to hear my thoughts because it doesn't sound that outrageous you to me. You really now. criticized me. Um, right? he, the, I think he my came big, after my manhood. He came after my my dignity. I, well, well, here's what I suspect. I, my guess is that when you gave those rankings, you gave one first, and I, I over did. And yes. I overreacted to key lime he pie being out. the first because <laughs> I love apple pie. Uh, big fan of cherry pie as well. So, oh, so I so I warmed you up here. Yeah, I'm we'll just floor I, play I would, with these. Key lime pie is the only <laughs> real objection I have. <laughs> All right, uh, before we get to the pumping it up in our own opinions, let's talk about words, mm. okay? Because we talked about extraordinary. What on are show. words even? You know? Well, exactly. Fleeb flob. What is that? <laughs> okay. We talked. Remember extraordinary? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. right. Well, I looked it up because I said we would. Remember, tune back in. This is what the people come here for. <laughs> so. Uh, I was right. Extraordinary actually is the prefix extra. But here's the thing. Extra as a prefix means beyond, as in not more extraterrestrial. Ah. Extraordinary means beyond the ordinary, i.e. remarkable. Extra as a word has a different meaning. And so when we'll mention the extraordinaire, that's a base on this. And it mm. all comes from a French word. Which which Those is yeah. filthy frogs. Yeah, but anyway, so that that solves the extraordinary <laughs> phrase. Now I have a couple of questions for you guys. You call it a quiz, call it questions. I don't know. This is where my mind is going. I want to see where you land. Agree to disagree. We all know what that means, right? Agree to disagree means if Will thinks Michigan didn't cheat and I think Michigan cheated, then at the end of the day we say, you know what? We can't come to a conclusion. Agree to disagree. Of right? course, yes. Good example, right? Yes, great example. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I could change your mind, though. <laughs> <laughs> what does... Okay, I want to know... You get your guys' answer. What does disagree to disagree mean? Does disagree to disagree mean... Do people say that? No, 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 no. This is a hypothetical where my mind went. I want to okay. get what you see what you guys think. Okay. Does disagree to disagree mean that you aren't agreeing to disagree? So when someone says agree to disagree, you say, no, 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 I don't agree with that. So are you disagreeing with that? Or is it a double negative, which technically would be the thing which is... If you disagree to disagree, we agree. You technically are agreeing. Yeah. So, what is it? Are you disagreeing to disagree? And the conversation is an argument further, or are you now agreeing by your disagreement? So, you, so, where do you guys land on this? Wow, this is where my mind—it's an agreement on a disagreement. So, you think that you're agreeing to continue the argument further? You're not agreeing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what do you think? I mean, I would lean double negative, but it's not how like, I can't imagine it ever being used that way. <laughs> right. But if you were in a conversation it's hard to wrap your mind and you said, yeah, disagree and, and to you disagree. Said, so, so, so we're, we're arguing about Michigan. <laughs> here's okay? how, here's let's what I would use say. It. Let's, use, let's be some yeah, actors. Yeah. Okay? Here's, let's put on our acting hat. Yep. Uh, so, no, I think Michigan uh, cheated. Um, well, I think. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I think they don't. I, uh, they didn't cheat, Tyler. Okay, well, say the three. Di- disagree I, to disagree. No, you agree. Say, you know what, Tyler? Let's agree to disagree. Let's agree say to that. disagree. And Tyler. I say, you know what, Will? I disagree to disagree. Okay. That's what Ryan's saying. Is it's more combative? You're gonna com- you're gonna keep it going further. I disagree to disagree because they did cheat. I want to continue this further, right? Instead of no, I disagree to disagree because I agree. Because if you're going by what the word is, means, we've okay. we've entered a wormhole. Right. Uh, <laughs> it, this is getting difficult. Okay. I know. Okay. I just got lost. No. That's fine. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Last one. Spell 
Spell this. Write this down. I'm going to type it. No, you can't type it into Google because it's going to give it away. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah. I can type it into a Word document. Yeah, type right? it into a Word doc. Okay, All right, Ryan, write this down. M. Hang on, wait. M. I. N. U. T. I. A. E. What is that word? Say it. Minutia. Okay, there you go. A lot of people can't get that one. Minutia. Yeah. All right. Ryan, let's play Plumper to Dump It. All right, so All here's right. how it works. Plumper to Dump It, your own opinions. We got into the minutia of disagreeing to disagree. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> yeah, that may get cut. That may not get no, cut. No, no We'll way. see in the editing Never process. Leave it in. I don't know. We'll see. It's it's like a Hollywood movie. As an actor, they never know like what scenes get in until the premiere. Yep. That's how it is for you guys. You never it's know true. what gets edited out until, until the final cut. All right, so uh, this game works well here. This game works very... Uh, We're pumping or dumping, right? No, I got to pull up the folder here. Our longtime listeners know this show, though, right? The whole idea is it came about during the meme stocks, uh, you know, AMC and, and Dogecoin and shitcoin uh, war, I guess you could call it. Yeah, we're we, pumping or dumping stocks. Yeah, we're we pumping the stock, uh, the trying ad- to get it higher, or are we dumping it because it's at its peak? But the idea with us is if you're pumping it, you like it, you're for it. If you're dumping it, no good. Okay. Exactly. So we are, we're either pumping or dumping our own opinions from a while ago. Wow. Uh, Will, let's start with you. This is from June 10th, 2021. Timestamp. Pump it or dump your own opinion. Oh, let, let's get plugged in here, actually. Oh, we have audio. We have audio. Okay. Yeah. Here, I got to go. On. We'll do it on the fly. We'll, Fuck it. We'll do it live. A little technical difficulties now. I get to watch this happen. Tower's now running across the room to plug in something. Was the computer not plugged in? It's a long cord. Oh, he's plugging into his computer. Okay. So just to, to, to live role play what's going on here. There he is. He's got it plugged in. Uh, we all heard a little crackle as well, so we know that's a good sign. Yes, it's plugged in. Okay. All right, so here. This My is June, June 10, 2021. Do you pump this or dump this uh, from then? I want to believe in ghosts. I, I've just never experienced anything. That's something I've always wanted to experience. But the thing I, that I never got about ghosts is, that, like, why is it always, like, some woman who, like, you know, killed herself in, like, the late 1800s? And, like, wouldn't there be a bunch of, like, cavemen ghosts around, right, <laughs> that, that have been dead and roaming? recent ghosts. Yes. Yeah, uh, where do you land on ghosts? Dude, uh, pump it so hard. That's that's the best take possible out there. Uh, why? It's always a Victorian era ghost. It's never a ghost from the forties, you know. Uh, Ryan, what do you what do you think about that? You pump it or dump it, ghosts? Uh, yeah, I'll pump it. You like sure. you, ghosts are not a thing. It's just like old buildings and creaky and creaky buildings and things like that. I think they're the thing, but like actual apparitions, like you don't see them. Like Will saying, okay, like updated ones. All right. Uh, well, yeah, and his point that they're all from the 1800s—that's hysterical. Like <laughs> the white words of cavemen. Okay, next. Uh, Will, this is you, <laughs> September 21st, 2021. I don't even know what you'd call it. It's like a, like a funk, funky pop, new age. Oh, you know, it's one of those weird ones where everyone gets out naked and rubs each other. Is Actually, yes. Is it a jam yeah. band? <laughs> no, I'm not, not a jam jammy. band guy at all. No, no. I don't like jam. I don't like. Uh, Will smelly, hates a jam band. Smelly wooks. So um, what is it? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I, 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 seriously, I don't know what you would call it. You'd call Okay, uh, jam bands. Where do you land on jam bands? <laughs> I don't even know what I was talking about there, but um, yeah, I'm still anti-jam band. Sorry to all the hippies out there, you dirty hippies. <laughs> okay, uh, he's anti-jam. Where, Ryan, where do you land on a jam bands? Love a jam band. Okay, there we go. Uh, all right, this next one is, I think, me saying something that Will may have disagreed with, and Ryan <laughs> chiming in. So this actually may sound like my soundbite. 
Ryan, I want you to <laughs> pump it up and on your okay. chiming in of my soundbite. Okay. So uh, let's play this one. And I had a Whopper with cheese. Um, I, I thought it was delicious. I thought it was, because here's why. I was a good burger. Uh, it, was, it was really good. There it is, the chime in. Okay, it was a good burger. Uh, now, Will uh, hated, later on, had nothing but bad things to say about that. And he actually got <laughs> mad about Burger King, which is the tail end of what the next clip is. But uh, pumping your dumping uh, the Whopper is a good... Uh, pumping it. Yeah. Still. Wow. You think the Whopper's Stand good? Good Sammy. Yep, I do. You'll stop and get a fresh Whopper. Now, do you get every, do you get thing? everything fresh on Whopper? Do you get everything on top? <laughs> everything? Yes, everything. Okay. I got my I get mine no uh ketchup or mayo, right? So I don't get so pretty much dry, but I come sure. home and put on a little of my fresh Shona Dijon. There you go. So that's how I, I like do my Whopper. Move. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what do you think about the Whopper? <laughs> It's low on it the almost, fast food scale for me. I'll the, just put it the that Whopper way. and Burger King almost, almost trigger Will, which brings us to our next clip. So I would one, eat it over a Big Mac, though. I think actually, so this one Will go. got really upset with me because we were talking about something about Burger King or something, and so he. This is the tail end of Will getting worked up. But Will, pump it or dump it for okay. this random uh, clip from. No, I think this is 2021. Well, my gosh, I'm sorry I brought up this fucking analogy then. My whole point on Burger King, Tyler, <laughs> Jesus, is is that Burger King is uh, they, their oh, well. their branding is not as good. They don't have no one thinks of Burger King as being like on the same level as McDonald's. Okay, a uh, puppy you're dumping uh, McDonald's having better branding than Burger King. I did have a flashback to that moment, by the way. <laughs> um, but yes, I mean their branding is not nearly as good. No one would put uh, Burger King on the same pedestal as as McDonald's. So pump that pump that opinion big time. Uh, Ryan, where do you go on uh, that? Even after the songs, my point is the songs from last year. I think Burger King got back in the mix with the. Whopper, Whopper, double yeah, Whopper. Yeah, we all love hearing that. <laughs> that is kind of true, but yeah, you cannot do McDonald's. McDonald's is still the king. All right, this next one's labeled Will versus Tyler. This is January 5th, 2022. I'm not sure what this is. Dunkin', you know, all the donut oh, places yeah. have good coffee. Dunkin', uh, Krispy Kreme, boom, good coffee. No. Yes. They have good donuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Will, uh, pumping or dumping uh, coffee places like Krispy Kreme, uh, Dunkin', not having good coffee. Pump it. Yeah, wow. I mean, horrible coffee at wow. Dunkin'. Uh, okay. uh, uh, lots of great products there. <clears throat> it's terrible coffee. I Disgusting. disagree. I love coffee from those places. Ryan, if you drank coffee, you'd be... See, but I'm an everyman, right? Will is his... Yeah. He goes to... He, well, he gets his... I couldn't pronounce what you get. It was like this weird thing. <laughs> you couldn't pronounce what no, you mean? it was a weird coffee drink. <laughs> like a your, latte? Your menage a trois. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah, no, I get that every time I go to Dunkin', for it sure. It something bizarre. I, I, we've, got, we've, we've either got one or two left. I'm not sure if we played this one okay. yet. Let's see. Have we played this one? All right, you, here's the deal. You I have know. to get a face tattoo. What do you get? I would get... A mustache, a permanent mustache. Would you really? No, no. I don't good. know what I, if I had to get a face tattoo. Maybe I would just get a uh, like a teardrop, so that at least you know people that know you know it's just a joke. But then maybe people that don't are a little scared of you. I would get eyes tattooed on my eyelids, so when I was sleeping oh. at the desk, it would look like I was working. I like that. Wow. Right, so we each can pump or dump this one. Uh, I will totally pump the idea of the eyelids. <laughs> yeah. Unlimited <laughs> yeah, naps. Pump it big time. Yeah. Uh, what about you on yours? Oh, on, on my? Uh, no, dump it. Tear I mean, drop. I don't think that me getting a teardrop tattoo in retrospect would have <laughs> looked good at all. <laughs> all right. And then finally, Ryan will lead us into our next, uh, our last uh, little thing here with his opinion on seasons. Mm. From about... 
the end of Halloween till the first of the year. That's kind of like my favorite time period. Pumping it up, Ryan. Definitely pumping it for sure. Same thing. So no changes here. We're still in the... Just so winter, basically, like late fall, early winter is your time. So end of October, does that include Halloween? Yes. See, I love that. You hook Halloween in there. It's probably uh, October. Boom. All right. right, So that leads us to... So good, good game. Good... uh, Good game of pump it or dump it. Love it. Uh, own opinions. We're, we're, we kind of time travel there, too. We time travel a lot on this show. So uh, that leads us into, last thing, our foliage update. Ooh. I love the foliage update once a year. Tyler Give everyone, does love his foliage. Yeah, it's Ryan's favorite time of the year. It's my favorite time of the year. I totally, by the way, Ryan, I totally pumped that statement. That is, from the end of October to the end of December, is for sure the best time of the year. Now, if we can extend that even a little further, because there's no rules here, right? Mm, because you get your no rules. You get your big bowl games, you get your football playoffs. Let's extend that to the second week of February and then the Super Bowl, right? And then okay. college. So that time, oh, you can't beat it. So, okay. Foliage update. Now, we're getting into peak foliage season. Okay, for a lot of you out there, here's what that means. You can go out, take the dog for a walk, take pictures. Here's the peak foliage update, Will. North Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and the northern parts of Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and the Carolinas. This is where peak foliage is right now. Peak foliage right now. If I just mentioned that area, you are in peak foliage, like prime area. Go out right now. Enjoy it. And it's coming up in the next few weeks, late November, in mid-Texas, and then the mid to southern parts of the states we just talked Mm. about. So... Look, you kind of missed peak foliage in the northern parts, but you can still catch some great, great foliage views all in the Midwest, as high as like Minneapolis, and then as northwest as maybe Idaho, you can still get some great pictures, great views, check out some great foliage, so had to get the foliage update. I there. love the foliage update. It's yeah. like we have a, it's it's like the most niche um, like weather report out there. It's only specific to the foliage. I love it. You know how much I enjoy foliage. Of course. I, I, I love when the leaves change. It's a huge time of the year. The, yep. Before they fall, when they're orange. And the best, actually, for me in Colorado is you got to rewind to like like mid-August, where the even early August, where the green starts to change a little bit. Mm. And it starts to get a little change. And you can just notice it on some leaves. And then it just starts diving. It's almost like cooking bacon. You know how how fast bacon cooks once it hits a tipping point. Sure. Same thing with foliage. So Some you got to catch really it. Really like it charred and crispy. I'm not. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan that way of bacon. Well, I actually do like it charred and crispy, which is why I always told the line because if you bake it the perfect amount of chard, it's great. But a minute and a half too long, and it's ruined. Sure. Same thing with the leaves. If you, that's why I do it now, the first week of February, second week of February or of uh, November, because you're not going to have much time. They're going to fall off. They're going to be on the ground soon. So go get your foliage in the places we just mentioned. We're all just bacon in God's uh, oven. Is that what this is? The, I love the that. foliage is the bacon. I love that. So uh, incredible. Um, is that all we got for extracurriculars? Are we, That's it. Are we out of here? We're out of here. Follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash college football tailgate. And we'll see you uh, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>